All right, guys, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. My name is Eric Paul Zine with 95 Sports. Going to be getting into the Monday Night Football showdown slate between the New England Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals. Looking to make it three for three on the showdown slates. We'll see if we can do that for you guys. All right, let's get into it. Just a reminder, if you guys enjoy the coverage, make sure to give a like and subscribe. That helps me be able to put out more content for you guys. All right, starting off with the Patriots. And I will say, guys, just right off the bat, this slate has a bunch of value. It's strange, the pricing, because they had a lot of time to price adjust according to the news that was out okay so very interesting and one of those things i'm talking about is looking like damian harris we'll start with damian harris he is going to be doubtful he's most likely going to be out so that means someone like reandre stevenson could have got a big price bump okay we know for certain i shouldn't say for certain but most likely than not more likely than not he's going to play about 90 percent of the snaps which is basically what he has done in every game that damian harris has sat in okay he did that last week and last week against buffalo that is not a favorable matchup we know that he still saw 90 percent of the snaps and he still saw eight targets and those targets are going to be huge obviously that creates a nice safe floor for him uh and he should be able to run the ball a little bit more efficiently and i mean heck he was very efficient the last two games but i'm saying the rushing yards should be a little bit higher so stevenson at 8.8 is i don't get it they could have priced them higher they probably should have priced them higher. I don't I don't really get that. So yeah, Stevenson at 8.8 is certainly someone we're looking at playing. And then from there, Jacoby Myers has been ruled out. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that Nelson Aguilar at 5K is going to be a very strong price point play as well. The expectation is that he's going to continue to step in for Jacoby Myers. So in two games that Jacoby Myers had sat out earlier this season, week three and week four, Nelson Aguilar came in and played about 70% of the snap, well, 76 and, and 66, you know, averaging that out. Saw 5.1 and 7.6 DK points, okay? And then two weeks ago against Minnesota, we saw Jacoby Myers have to leave the game early. Myers only played about 30% uh, of the snaps, and then Jaco or Nelson Aguilar stepped in and played about 70% of the snaps and had his best game of the season. Then last week, with Myers still a little bit banged up, he played about 50% of the snaps, okay? So that is telling us, just tracking the snaps, that yes, Nelson Aguilar is going to be the natural replacement for Jacoby Myers. And we get Nelson Aguilar in a great matchup going against the Arizona Cardinals, okay? And I should have started with this, guys. Uh, this is very interesting game. We got the Arizona Cardinals, who are the worst red zone defense in the league. And then we had the New England Patriots, who are the worst red zone offense in the league. So something's got to give there. Uh, just very interesting there. So I kind of expect the Patriots to be able to score a little bit more. But yes, Nelson Aguilar should be a very strong play. Also do really like Hunter Henry. I feel like Hunter Henry's price point is a little bit too cheap as well. Uh, he's been seeing kind of a lion's share of the snaps at tight end at the start of the season. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry were kind of splitting it, but we've seen two out of the last three weeks, Hunter Henry get over 80% of the snaps, uh, even the one week in which he didn't, it was still like 70% of the snaps. So yes, he is going to be that guy. And also wouldn't be shocking to see him go out and have a good game. Obviously the Arizona Cardinals are the worst defense against opposing tight ends. So I just said that they are the worst red zone defense. Okay. And if it's not Reandre Stevenson getting a touchdown, I would think that it'd be Hunter Henry again, like a red zone target, kind of like he was last year. Okay. I kind of expect him to get a touchdown as well. So really the three standout plays for New England are going to be Stevenson, no doubt. Aguilar, kind of obvious play as well. And then Hunter Henry, I think is going to be a good enough play. Now, Devonta Parker is going to play a lot of snaps. I'm not sure if that's going to matter. It could be a safe play, like someone you play just to get some raw points, just because he's going to, the, going to be on the field a lot. Like I'm expecting 70 to even 90% of the snaps. Okay. He just hasn't been able to do much. And sure, could he catch a red zone touchdown? He could. It's just tough to tough to see him going out and really dominating. I can Kendrick Bourne going to play probably about 30% of the snaps as well. He could catch, you know, deep bomb. Tyquan Thornton is, is an interesting play given his price point because 
when he's on the field, they are kind of manufacturing some touches his way because of his speed. So they want to get him involved that way. So he is certainly that someone that could play, you know, 30% of the snaps like he has been and get five DK points like he had last week. Um, and, and that's something where if you are watching any pregame coverage and you hear the crew, the NFL crew that's covering that game, talking him up a little bit more than you think is normal, that could be a sign that they heard something pregame throughout their pregame meetings with both teams that Thornton might be a little bit more involved than previously thought. So if you are someone that watches NFL pregame stuff from the TV crew, that could be something to key on. Okay. If you hear that. And then yeah, Mac Jones, can he go out and have a good game? Sure. Like he he did just dominate against Minnesota, which was his easiest match of the season. This is also going to be a pretty easy match for him. Can he take advantage of that? Sure. You know, you look at a couple of his best games, They've been against easy opponents. Could that happen? It could, but also I think we're going to get about 15 DK points, and I don't know if that's going to be enough. So that's enough with the Patriots. Let's get into the Cardinals. And so the very interesting thing about the price in here is Marquise Brown's price point. Okay, coming back from injury, he instantly saw 97% of the snaps. Instantly went back to get 90% of the snaps like he had been, and his target share was there as well. Eight targets, six receptions. At 10.6 DK points, okay? Like, what is there not to like about Marquise Brown, especially given the fact that, like, Rondell Moore is out as well? Like, we already seen that role, the Rondell Moore-Greg Dortch role, be highly beneficial. And I'm saying, like, the receiver number two role. So if you think Marquise Brown is the receiver number two, it should still be a great spot for him no matter what. And at 7.6, that's extremely cheap. We can get a great captain play at this cheap price point. A guy that, you know, has been a stud when he's on the field at a very cheap price point, okay? And you would kind of imagine that DeAndre Hopkins is going to get a little bit more defensive attention, okay? And given the fact that maybe they're going to have to QB spy Kyler Murray with like Jabril Preppers or potentially Kyle Duggar, that should also mean that Marquise Brown is going to have kind of an easier night. So he's going to be easier to play. The tough part is choosing which two of the top end Cardinals players you want to pay up for. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins has been a stud, uh, had a little bit of an illness coming into this game. I don't know if we need to worry about that too much. Um, although last game didn't see a full um, snap share, only played about 76% of the snaps. That should still be enough. He still saw six targets, still had a touchdown, still had a good game. Um, I do expect him to go out and have a good game as well, but could his production be hindered, especially given the price point, given the matchup? Sure, it could be, but I still think we're going to try to play him. But I also do really want to play James Conner. Guys, James Conner, we get two running backs on this slate that are going to be playing over 90% percent of the snaps okay that's gonna be James Conner and Roger Stevenson and this is where I mean it's so weird that they priced Stevenson at 8.8 when James Conner is in a slightly worse matchup and it's priced 1,200 more it's just strange there and sure is he coming off of a great game yes but that was against the easy matchup okay it's just strange like is he gonna have a productive game yes okay we can pretty much I don't want to say guarantee that, but over 10 DK points, probably looking like 15 DK points, even in a tough matchup, the target should be there. We know the snaps are going to be there. It's just tough not to play him. It's tough not to play 90 snaps from Stevenson and 90 snaps from James Conner. Like we just kind of have to play that. And same thing with Marquise Brown. Like we can't really pass that up. And so this is kind of like the natural lineup path I want to be on. Now, obviously this doesn't work. We would have to drop down to someone, maybe potentially Trey McBride, or we can touch on the receiver number three for the Cardinals. Now, I fully expect it to be AJ Green, okay? 
A.J. Green's been the receiver number three for this offense really the whole season. If you just look at the last two weeks, he's seen 77 and 43% of the snaps. So I think we can lock in around 40% of the snaps, which can that be enough? I don't know at this price point. And this is where like, I would much rather play Nelson Aguilar at his price point than A.J. Green, you know, because Aguilar is probably going to be guaranteed more snaps than A.J. Green, although A.J. Green could be a good play. Now, if it's not A.J. Green, it could easily be A.J. Green splitting snaps with Robbie Anderson, who also... Robbie Anderson, the last two weeks, played 40% of snaps the last two weeks each. Could he go on, make a big catch, and make a big play? He could as well. Or are we going to see Greg Dorch? And the the weird thing this season is Greg Dorch has looked so good that they just made him an afterthought. You know, when Rondell Moore was back, Greg Dorch was just an afterthought. wasn't on the field. It was Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, and Dorch wasn't even seeing the field. Okay? And we could potentially see that again. And, and that's what worries me. Like, we know he's talented. And given his price point, I might risk playing him in some builds because of that talent. But he could only play like 30% of the snaps. And that's kind of what I'm planning for. Could he potentially take over for AJ Green and also Robbie Anderson snaps? Maybe getting 40% of the snaps or even potentially 60? Sure. But I think the most likely outcome is that he's going to be playing around 30% of the snaps. Although if he does, still should be a good price point. So I do think he's going to be a good play for us. And also Trey McBride, just want to call him out as well. You know, playing a lot of snaps. Can he catch a couple of passes? You know, do what he did against San Francisco? Sure. Five DK points or so. So maybe he gets a lucky touchdown. You know, not someone you would be going out of your way to play, but if you end up on him, you're fine with it. So this has kind of been my natural line of path. Like we can mix and match some stuff in there, but I do kind of expect Kyler Murray to be able to be contained. Although I will say the Patriots have struggled against rushing quarterbacks. That's kind of their Achilles heel. Um, So maybe... Maybe you would just go with, I don't know, Kyler Murray instead of DeAndre Hopkins in a build or something like that. You could potentially do that as well. But this is kind of, we're getting all the studs on the slate into a build minus Kyler Murray. You know, I feel pretty good about this to be able to cash. Okay. So I should probably mention that I did record this um, during the halftime of the Sunday night football game. So if anything changes in the morning, in the afternoon on Monday night, I apologize. Obviously, information can change throughout the day. I don't think it will, but if it does... Maybe I'll toss something in the comments. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Let's have a good slate. And as always, let's keep cashing.